Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I have with me today my beautiful guest, Rachel B. Lee. She is the co-owner and CMO of Standout Authority, which is a branding strategist. They do a lot of work on LinkedIn. And she is here today because of her wonderful work doing content creation for Web3, which means that we are going to get to know a little bit more about what Web3 is. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. I'm super excited to have her here today. Rachel, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. So let's start with some basic definitions. What do you consider Web3? And what should we as users consider Web3? Yeah, the way I like to think about it is Web1 was like those days of being on AOL, barely super static pages. Like you kind of watch the movies from 20 years ago and you're like, oh, those old school Macs, right? All of that. That to me is like Web1. Web two is where a two-way conversation and interaction started to happen between business and person, social media platforms, right? Things like Google, advertising, interactive ad units, all of that communication and interaction where there's a user, (laughs) where the users, by the way, and then a company really taking all the data to create content against it and drive e-commerce, et cetera. That's all Web2. Beautiful, amazing. This is the world we're in and will continue to be in. 99% of the people, 99.5% of the seven plus billion people have no idea what Web3 really means. (laughs) None. Oh, good. I'm not alone. Excellent. (laughs) And my power platform is LinkedIn, where this is a professional platform of 800 million plus people. And let me tell you the content I'm putting out there and the way I'm simplifying things. And when I get feedback, most people have no idea what we're talking about here today. And so Web3 is an evolution. Every step of Web1, 2, 3. Did you know they launched Web5 already? Oh, yeah. And I was that my first question was, where did Web4 Web go? go? Yeah. All of us said the same thing. So I'm like, I don't know about this Web5 thing. We're going to stick with Web3. And it's really about decentralization. And so what does that mean? It means right now we live in a world where centralized organizations, your metas of the world, Google, really there's kind of a handful of top companies that used to work for one of them, Microsoft, right? Major monopolies are controlling our data They're creating the technology and they control all of that. They get hacked, we get screwed, right? And I just listened to your piece on explaining NFTs. And I think that was such a great explanation of our health records, 
I couldn't even tell you where my health record is. I'd have to contact the company and hope that they had it in on a software of data that they owned and that they would be willing to give me permission to my own stuff. Because again, we are the users. In a Web3 world, I own my data. It's decentralized. It's on this thing called the blockchain, which is really just an open ledger. And I get a piece of that blockchain, me, Rachel B. Lee, through this unique code, and it's all of mine. And I get to tell you, if you get to send me information, I give you access to me, not you giving me permission to you. And that's a major shift and it's necessary. And that's why I'm excited about it because all of us are getting tired of the security breaches, the advertising to us over and over without our permission. Every day we're hearing all this and this gives us power back and it's time. Yeah. So it's interesting. I always felt, and my ex used to call me the defense attorney because I can defend any side of any argument, usually within reason. And in this case, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, they're advertising to us, but they're also giving us the platform for free. And so I feel like, I guess it's a trade-off. I mean, that's kind of how I've looked at it. For example, I subscribe to YouTube Premium and I have for a really long time because I don't want ads in the middle of my meditations. That seemed like a no-brainer. So I was like, yeah, this is worth it to me. But these are choices that we as consumers get to make. So I felt like that was okay. But I think as the more that you kind of look under the hood of the operations of what goes on at the Alphabet companies, for example, you begin to see that we are being marketed to in rather, I'll just say insidious ways, certainly in much more subtle ways than we're aware of. And I don't know if if you remember this, but a few years back, there was this, I forget what the type of marketing is called, you probably know. But for example, somebody would say to you, like, oh, I just was interested in that shoe. And all of a sudden, I saw an ad for it, or I went looking for that shoe tonight. And now there's three ads today for that. That's the kind of thing where when it first happened, you were like, wow, that's cool. And then eventually you're like, wow, that's creepy. (laughs) And yeah, it feels like it's gotten a little bit out of hand. And then the question is, what else is our data being used for? And from my understanding, and the more I get into crypto, the more like conspiracy theories abound. But from my understanding, There are actual uses that really go beyond what we would feel comfortable with for our privacy, but the data is already out there. And so it's being mined because there's kind of a big gray area of like what's okay and what's not okay. Does that jive with what you know? 100%. And listen, I worked at Gertner. I led multi-million dollar digital campaigns. I worked at Microsoft, led major branding, social media, all of it, right? And I think that there's a tremendous amount of value that we have created through digital media, through advertising. Listen, I would rather you target me truly based off of my behaviors and who I am than to throw me some junk on my feed, right? Constantly or like all the stuff you start getting in the mail. Like, I think there's a lot of benefits in that evolution of marketing. And now we are at an inflection point in our history of just humankind. 
there's never been more advancement in our humanity than there has been in the last, call it 30 years. Think about that. Hundreds and hundreds of years on this planet in the last 50 years between the internet coming around and the world wide web. It's too much is an incredible acceleration called the digital revolution, right? Before we had the industrial revolution, we're in the digital revolution and we'll be on the next (laughs) revolution, which is really this symbiotic relationship, quantum computing, right? Which crypto will be a part of that. And so I just think that there's a pace of change that's happening when we kind of like take a step back and humans can't really fathom what we're creating. And here we are two years into a pandemic The world's going like madness all around on multiple levels. And technology has this really unique opportunity to either create the civilization that we believe is possible or to completely rip it apart. And I think that's why Web3 is so fascinating to me because my experience in the last year, let's call it max, of really starting to learn, I am a novice, is that people really do want to create a human revolution that are in the crypto, DeFi, Web3 world. People really believe that these structures, the blockchain, this technology can help marginalized people, can help the poor, can help countries where there is no infrastructure, but give opportunity to people that can't go get a bank account. I mean, that I stand for and I believe in. And so when people are like, oh, this crypto Bitcoin, I'm like, you got to pull back. We got to pull back and really take a look at what's happening. The opportunity for us to not destroy (laughs) our civilization, but to actually create something pretty magnificent and sophisticated, that's technology-driven and human-centered. Yeah, you said a lot in the last section where you were talking, and I didn't want to interrupt. I note that less than 50 years ago, women were also given access to their own bank accounts, their own mortgages, their own credit cards, without having their husbands or their fathers co-sign, which I say pretty regularly on here because I think it's a really great reminder of how recently our lives as women have changed significantly. There's a phrase that I just got introduced to recently, well, actually with the assassination recently of the former Japanese prime minister. He touted something that was coined by a woman, something called womanomics, And their idea in Japan was to get more of the workforce, to get women into that workforce. And they actually were able to increase it while he was prime minister from like 50 something percent to around 70 percent. And the idea was that there would be a 10 percent economic growth in Japan when enough of the women came into the workforce. Now, there were a lot of issues with that. Childcare apparently is a big, hairy deal. They offered it, but they didn't offer enough of it. And so people were just waiting and it was difficult. And these are problems that we as the US need to solve, where Japan is certainly not alone. But I love the idea of womenomics. That is a concern, that is a consideration, and that's something that we are going to begin to move more towards 
to get more women involved because the things that you're talking about, the humanity pieces of how are we going to solve these thorny problems of things like pandemic and world economic issues and crazy inflation and mental health issues and all of that stuff. I believe that these things would be better solved by women. I believe that if a woman were in charge of Russia, it would not have invaded Ukraine, that there would have been some negotiation and some conversation. And women do not tend to be despots. Now, I'm sure there are some exceptions, but they do not tend to be. And there tends to be more cooperation, collaboration, and a sense of nurturing. It's like women give birth not just to babies, also to ideas. And those ideas can be explored in a way where there is collaboration and cooperation. There's so many women coaches, and that's my background, and that's the work that I do in the world is transformational wealth coaching for women. And I'll go on a show where I'm being interviewed by another woman who's doing wealth coaching, or I will talk to somebody or share the stage with somebody who's doing exactly what I'm doing. People are like, well, isn't that a competition? Like, isn't that person going to try to steal your business? No, there is enough for everybody. And there's enough food resources for everybody. And there's enough every resource for everybody. We've just been looking at it the wrong way. And before we move on, I just want to mention a book that I've been reading and actually um, sharing with one of my mindset groups recently, The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist. Oh my gosh. Do you love that book? I'm literally halfway through that. That was some weird weird energy right there. Are we having a mind meld? <laughs> I was like, I'm reading this book. Is she going to say that? And then you said it. Holy shit. <laughs> well, great minds, Rachel. This is really awesome. That is like staggering to me. That just happened. But here you go. Synchronicity and all of it. Oh my gosh. Isn't it such a great book? Yes, it is. And it's old. That's a thing. It's 20 plus years old. And that's kind of why I started to read it. Cause I was like, what were we saying 20 years ago before all this? Shit? And the principles are there and the scarcity mindset that we've created through industrialization and through power, people just on a power trip and inferiority trips. But I want to say something to you about just thank you for that woman economics. I'm like, first of all, great background to how critical it is that women like ourselves get past that inferiority, that imposter syndrome now, because I'm going to be honest with you. I thought to myself, I'm on this like goddess of crypto podcast today. Should I have done more research? I listened to a few of your podcasts before getting on. Josh would, my husband, Josh never would have done that. Never never prepared, never felt like he doesn't know enough, but I do. And I don't know less than Josh. And so it is a woman challenge and opportunity because I've been going to the conferences. I am showing up and there are not many women in this space. And so if we are not the investors and the creators, we go back into what we've created in web one and web two and the entire everything right? We have to be at the forefront. Even literally what I do, my best friend, she started, she says to me, I don't, you know, I take from Coinbase every week out of my account. She puts in like 50 bucks to Bitcoin and ETH. I was like, you know, shit, 
I'm going to do that too. I got my Coinbase account set up automatically, except I did 20 bucks. 20 bucks every week on Friday goes into ETH, goes into Bitcoin. I do mine on Fridays too. (laughs) I have to be honest, during all of this craziness, I've been like, should I stop that transfer? Like it's a lot more. Now is the time to be doing it. I'm like, oh, it's so much red. All the notifications are just like red, red, red. But that's me taking this small action as a woman to have a little piece of that. And it didn't take that much effort. And 40 bucks a week over time can lead to something. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since when you buy in a down market, I'm actually going to do a whole episode on this, but let me just say, you're buying on sale and all the women I know understand the idea of buying something on sale and wanting to wait until the thing goes on sale. So this makes all kinds of sense to me. You said something earlier, and then you just touched on this again with imposter syndrome and with how women show up. I think this is so important to mention. You called yourself a novice because you've only been studying for a year. Well, mostly the people who consider themselves like really, really in the crypto space, like knowing what the hell they're doing, got in in 2017. And they got in before that bear market in 2017, 2018. So there's been this really, there, people get divided out into three categories right now in crypto. People who were in, in 2012 or 2013 or 2014, and they call themselves the OGs, right? The original gangsters of crypto. And I like hanging out with those people because they have the longest track history with it. But really, Bitcoin, I mean, I sat down with one of those OGs because he's a good friend of mine in 2012 and was like, what is this Bitcoin stuff? Right as he was getting in. I, on the other hand, did not get in because I was like mining. I don't understand. And then I just like gave up and went along. So I got in around 2017. I've had a crypto portfolio since then. But until I got almost knocked off my bike by the download of goddess of crypto and what this was going to be and the future of money and the fact that this was a feminine movement because it is disruptive, it is revolutionary, it is creative, and it is in flow and no man can stop it. And you can say all of that about women and you can say all of that about crypto. So there you go. So when that happened, I was like, oh, and then I started studying two hours a day. And so that's how I became what I would consider an expert. I am not, obviously, I don't know everything there is to know, but I can certainly, the fact that I can carry on my conversations these days with the Bitcoin OGs tells me I'm in good nick. And so are you. When you say I've only been studying for a year and so I'm a novice, no, not in this space. The thing that's happened that I think it sounds kind of woo-woo to say this, but just bear with me for a second. Time is speeding up. And that is something that science has been saying for a long time. But like the Industrial Revolution took a couple hundred years to happen. And then the Digital Revolution, as you pointed out, has been about 50 years. But I think it was, I always want to say Marshall McLuhan, but I think it was Buckminster Fuller who did testing and notice that the information was doubling faster and faster. And come around like the year 2000, information began to double at a rate that we no longer could keep track of. And IBM says that their tests show that like information is doubling, oh my gosh, every 12 hours. Now that's mind boggling, right? But that's where we see that time is speeding up. 
So you can, in a year studying this stuff, become, if not an expert level, at least comfortable enough to come on the show, hold your own, and have that conversation because women have this tendency to say, unless I am an expert level, I am not sure of my value. And I heard recently from somebody who was in HR that women will not submit their resume for a position unless they have about 80% or more of the qualifications. And a man will get in there if he's like 30%, 40%, whatever, but significantly less. The guy's like, two of these things match? Let's see what happens. And the woman's like, oh, I'm not an exact fit. Let me make way for someone else because I don't want rejection. Let me not put myself forward. And this is where all this mindset comes in. But Getting educated about crypto is why I do the show because I want women to be hearing from women who are not necessarily experts, who are simply on their journey, who are excited about getting more involved in this process because the process is developing to the point where we can't say what things are going to look like in five years. We can guess, we can probably say, well, Bitcoin will be around and Ethereum will be around, but who knows what else? So we're all learning at the same time. And I think that you started an education platform that uses crypto. So why don't you explain a little bit more about that? Because I feel like you really are much more of an expert than you're allowing yourself to be. Humble servitude, right? And I just want to note this in my background right here is the divine feminine and masculine. Oh, that's a beautiful painting. Yeah. Yes. This amazing artist I found in Sedona and I keep it close to my heart because of what we're talking about here that we're both, right? We're both masculine and feminine. And for me, my hope is to be a little bit more feminine, which I think is actually quite interesting. The web three world is very masculine. And I find that I'm like, I'm an, I have an MBA. I have to like be hyper, like all of my like type A overachiever sort of like tapping in because I feel like I'm not educated enough versus we could talk branding and marketing and career journey and all this. And I'll just like, let's go, let's talk. I got, I'm so confident, but just for the women that are listening, it's okay. It's okay. And it's beautiful. And it's really beautiful when you meet women that are in crypto. I'm a part of two communities right now, crypto chicks and we three. And I just love the vibe of Web3 women. And it's all colors, all global, and it's super inclusive and beautiful. That to be said, my entry point into this world has been through a creator coin. And tokenization, tokenomics is a piece of what Web3 is. Ultimately, Web3 is about the blockchain, really just like that technology. Now, cryptocurrencies, aka Bitcoin and Ethereum, all is a piece of that. But it's not everything. What we've created at Standout Authority with my husband, Joshua B. Lee, we're business partners. We are the face of the company. And our goal is to revolutionize the way in which we communicate online is we've said, well, we're really excited about Web3 because humans, people, and community are at the heart of it. Therefore, we want to build our community, scale our message, through a Web3 community and a creator coin. 
Now you can build a community in Web3, have a Discord, and you could use NFTs, or you might not have any sort of utility, right? That's part of your community. But what we said is, you know, there's all these people that have courses, the courses, oh my God, all of the masterclasses and courses. And we do that. We teach people how to build their message, how to build their personal brand, how to deliver that as a voice on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is our power platform. We've done the masterclasses and we decided we're kind of tired of these workshops and pushing people and the demand gen that everything is in that web two is. And instead we want to offer our training, our education through a coin. So what that means is we first created a coin using rally.io. Rally is a protocol built off of Ethereum. And the Rally network has a, a few different components. You can read their white paper. And one thing I've learned is it's very good to read white papers on companies in the crypto space, in the Web3 space. You can really learn what they're trying to do. A piece of the Rally network is Rally.io, which is for creators. It's for people like myself that want to engage their community through a cryptocurrency versus a dollar. Like I could have created a website, created a, a login experience. You paid us $20 a month or 500 bucks for a workshop. And we could have done it that way. Instead, what we said is we're going to have the standout authority coin. It started off on rally.io. Recently, in the last two weeks, we have shifted off of rally.io, off of ETH. And now we're on Solana. We are on a different exchange called the Gary Gary Club, the Gary.club and his exchange. We could talk about that and why we made that switch. That's Gary V? Gary Henderson. Gary Henderson. Okay. To keep it simplistic for our audience, we said we have a coin. Depending on how much coin you hold, just like a loyalty card, think about this as like your airline points or the points you get when you're shopping at a store, right? How much do we love when we go get our coffee and you get 10 punches and you get your free coffee or Starbucks rewards, right? Like, God, all I want is my 150 stars and I'm paying like all this money just for (laughs) a free latte, right? The the gamifying of the gamifying, Yes. Taking that exact idea and applying it in Web3 through a coin. So when you hold coin, you get different access points into our community. So the difference though with a loyalty system is like you're getting, I'm paying American, I get my points and then I go back to American to go use some airline miles. When I have a creator coin and you buy some of our creator coin because you want to be part of our live training, which is 250 coin, you hold on to that coin. You are now invested in our digital economy. You own a piece. It's mutual ownership. So I'm not paying you 250 coin. I have to be participating as an investor at the level of 250 in order to qualify for this training, correct? You hold standout authority coin, which you purchase on the exchange through, it's a Solana, Solana backed. And that is your money. The coin is yours. As our coin goes up, your value is going up. If at some point you are like, you know, standout authority, I love you, but I'm done with y'all, the B-Lees, you can go 
sell that coin and make money off of it. We prefer for you to be a coin holder, stick around, hang with us. But it's really about an economy. In what world other than Web3 could we as creators actually own our content, our community, and have this really reciprocal relationship? And so that is the value of the coin. And you could do something similar with NFTs, which we are going to be launching an NFT in the next six months or so. We're looking into the artists and all that funness. So I'm going to take a beat. So you'd own the NFT and then you would get the education because the NFT itself would unlock that education. Is that right? That's right. And the coin does the same thing. It's unlocking utility. Use that word a lot in the crypto world, utility. Our utility is training. It's virtual group coaching. These engagement pods, It's our utility is very web two kind of things. And let me talk about this for a second, because we've spoken about this in past episodes, but I just want to draw the connection here. So when people talk in terms of crypto tokens or coins, the word coin and token are used interchangeably. This is, as Rachel is saying, it's really a token, not a coin, but it's called a coin. Everything's called a coin. So you've got the meme coins, and those are the ones that are basically, they're there and they're being pushed and they're going up because someone is sharing about them or creating memes about them, also known as altcoins. And those are really not having any utility. There's no reason for them. The coins exist in a vacuum or the tokens exist in a vacuum. Whereas when you're talking about creating utility with something, it means what can I use it for? Like what goods or services are behind this thing that give it value and give it inherent value? And so I think this is really an important little cul-de-sac that we go down here so that people understand that the stuff that is going to last in crypto, the reason that coins are going to stick around is that people will need to use them for something. The coins that are the meme coins are not going to have anything behind them. They're only good for what they call in the crypto space, a pump and dump. The price goes up, maybe you make some money, but if you don't sell at the top, boom, you lose and it goes all the way back down. There are coins like Doge and Shiba Inu, so SHIB. Those are two examples of coins, meme coins that got so popular that people started building stuff on them. So it was like, we're with them. Stuff you can like spend using your SHIB or using your Doge so that there's utility created to back the coin because people really like them. What Rachel is talking about that's so valuable is the idea that the coin itself is your ticket into the gate. And whether it's an NFT or whether it's a token, that I'm going to be allowed into the standout authority, the educational system, where I'm going to get the education on branding, on my marketing, which is what Rachel and her husband, Josh, are experts at. But my ticket in isn't I paid them. It's I got educated because I paid for this with the coin. If I buy in with 250 coins, but I'm not paying you and keeping that, then the next time you say, well, if you're at, if you've invested to this 250 level, I'm going to let you into this other program or this other class or this other workshop. 
That's a very interesting, and to me, it's really a nascent model. It's not a model you normally get to see because if I use my airline points, I've paid with my airline points. If I'm being invited into the next workshop because of my 250 coins that I have, because I bought into those 250 coins to get into that first workshop, but now I'm getting a second one. But as more and more people come in and as the community builds, each of those has higher value. That's very interesting. And tell me how the coin part works so that, like, because you guys are getting paid in coin as well. I know that it has to do with the value and then also what happens when coins are minted. So can you just explain a little bit about how that part of the system works, if that's okay? I'll explain it from my experience. I don't want a technical explanation. I want a layperson explanation. Okay. Because I'm the person talking with the techies, asking every single question. Okay. I'm the person like 20 questions in. Okay. Because I'm like, can you explain what is minting mean? Literally, that was my first question on with the rally team. And so, like I was mentioning, when we created the coin, we used rally. We were on the rally.io, that protocol. They gave us a certain amount of coin. They minted it, aka launched it, like <laughs> created it, launched it. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the coin getting out there. We were given X amount of coin from Rally, right? Of our own standout authority coin. We invested as Rachel and Josh at Mint. We invested in our community. We also continue to personally reinvest in our community as an added benefit. So it's, we have just as much skin in the game. And what happens is, here's the simplest. I want more coin holders. More coin holders equals growing economy. So we decided to leave. We still have our coin on Rally. A big reason we did that was because Rally is sort of this conduit. It's a little pathway for Web 2 to Web 3 people where they do all the minting for you. You put your credit card on there. You're good. You get your standout authority coin. It's very turnkey. It's an exchange. But you don't own that money. You don't own the coin. Rally goes out. Bye-bye. We're learning that the hard way right now with all of the things going down. Yes. Exactly. Which I hope on your shows, you're talking about the idea of wallets and what they mean. And there's custodial, non-custodial, that. We haven't had that conversation yet. We will in another episode, but... Do an education on that piece, on the wallet piece. So what we did was recently moved off of, we're now not on Ethereum, we're on a Solana, which is another blockchain. You can find it on any of the major exchanges. And we are a piece of Gary, who is a person that is creating an entire exchange. He's creating coins. He has his own creator community. And we are a piece of that. Standout Authority is a piece of that. And we're off of Solana. I think like the end of the day to like not go on and on and complicate it for the audience is that me as somebody who might be thinking, should I get involved with Standout Authority? Right. Let's just say this sounds really cool. Rachel seems really cool. I need a heck of a lot of work on building my voice, personal branding. Like they seem to know a lot of stuff. Like I'm into this. I want to be a part of this. Great. Then what you're going to need to do is get a Solana wallet. You have to go onto Phantom. You have to set up your wallet and that's your money. When you go buy on our exchange, which happens to be the Gary Exchange, there's a specific little site for it. You're going to have to do a little bit of swapping. You're going to get your standout authority coin by that Solana that you purchased. 
And then that's your investment. That is you. That is your coin. We get to grow together. I think that what has been complicated for me is getting so caught in the how of how it happens. But like Web3 and blockchain is inherently supposed to be complicated so that it's decentralized and you have ownership of your data. That's an interesting approach. Look, I love the business model. I think that it's really powerful and very interesting. And I take it that because there are several steps and I know exactly what steps you've gone through or you would have to go through to join Standout Authority or really any type of experience like this, because I've done it before myself, setting up a new wallet, getting onto an exchange, having to swap in order to get the exact token that I'm looking for. So you have videos somewhere that people can go and get educated about that, right? Yeah. And that's our, for us, like, again, I like to step back as we've been kind of like in it right now. And let's like take a step back and Why are you doing this, Rachel? Why are you investing time, energy? And to be honest, like, sure, the coin is has value, but it's kind of like play money to us. It's not like we're taking that money and going to go. It's not helping me pay for my mortgage, everyone. Not at this point, but maybe there will be a world where the standout authority coin could help me pay for my JP Morgan mortgage. I don't know. That is a world in which we hope to have. But at the end of the day, what we're trying to do at Standout Authority is provide that bridge, provide that bridge for the working professionals, for the solopreneurs, for the people that like still barely know how to create content, for people that are still getting acquainted into creating in Web2, creating a community where they feel comfortable to learn together. We have helped many people create their Phantom. Go on to Phantom. We created your first wallet. Congratulations. We are walking people through that experience. And then once they're in, they're part of our family. Family. Because you're with the Belize. I don't have my hat here. Shit, I need my hat. We have our family. But for us, that is really, I think, at the like center of all of this is that we believe to grow our family, which is their extended family on LinkedIn, everybody, is that the best way to do that is in a Web3 community where everybody has a stake in it. Everybody has a stake. Everybody's new. Everybody's learning. And that's a really cool time to be involved in a project. Oh, that's so cute. Yes. For those of you that are listening instead of watching, Rachel Beely and Josh Beely have the family. And so she has the family hat. I love it. That's beautiful. Yes. My stepson, Jaden, just he hears me talking on the podcast. And so he brought this over. Yes. Oh, that's so nice. Jaden is inside of our Discord and we're teaching him through the experience as well because he's turning 13. He's more advanced in the metaverse than I am. And so that's really important to us is that we're sort of humanizing and growing together. Yeah. Beautiful. So what is one more thing that you would like women to know? My gosh, I just think you got this. If it's not you, who? I take a lot of responsibility and ownership in being a goddess. And I'm using that word specifically because we're more than women. We are goddesses and this world needs us. Every color, shape, format of us. and. I have a stepdaughter, all the women. And I'm like, if I'm not the one doing this, who's going to lead her? If you're not doing this, who's going to do it? 
it's like, we kind of wait for other people when it's us. And so I'm just like, you got this, go for it, go for it. And there are people like myself and you that are just like cheering you on because it's time. It's time for us to rise. We're going to get through this and we're going to rise above all of it. Beautiful, beautiful. Rachel, I have so enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you very much for being on Goddess of Crypto. If this episode has resonated with you, and I'm sure that it has, and my goodness, I had so many ah ahas today, I really invite you to like and comment and mostly share. Share with your girlfriends and your mothers and your daughters and your sisters and all the women that you know so that all the women of the world will know that this is safe for them to become goddesses of crypto. Thank you so much and see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me that's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege, it's your right.